With that fight song, we're going to turn to Hueytown, Alabama's favorite son. That's Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Uh, hey, Nick. Doing great. You in studio today? You at the depot? Where are you? I'm in the studio, and I must tell you, I have brought a blast from the past to in the studio today. He is dressed in maroon. He did not bring a cowbell, but he's here. <laughs> he is here. I'm, so sa- you're, I'm saving. You're telling me that Donut Man is in the studio. Donut Man has been found. I'm saving oh, the cowbell. Well, I'd I'd heard a rumor that he had been uh, like taken by space aliens, and I was wondering, uh, you know, if it was true that space aliens would actually want to start invading the Star Wars. <laughs> I'm saving so, the cowbell for after this weekend, Lynn. Well, I got you. Well, y'all, it starts uh, it starts today, right? That's yes. right. Today at I'm, I'm looking here at the time frame. When uh, when's that ball game? Eight, 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 eight o'clock, o'clock tonight. I see it. Eight o'clock tonight on TV. Good. I'll be watching it. Alex yeah, laying on the mound. I think uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's the only one where we know for sure an SEC team's going to come out. So that's a <laughs> you know so that, that's a good thing. In fact, uh, you know we can start off we can start off talking about uh, about that. I know we I mean we start with the Vanderbilt game if you want to because of the you know off the field things about that. But but with uh, with Vandy and Kentucky both losing last night. Uh, which you know, Nick, when you and I talked earlier in the week, those were the of the of the five games. Those were the two that I that I said, you know, I thought the SEC had the the smallest chance to come out. Uh, I'm still not giving up on. I mean, I'm not giving up on either one of them, but I'm not giving up on Kentucky. Uh, it's a tough nut to to win two in a row now, where they're back against the wall when Louisville's only got to win one, and it is on Louisville's home field. But like we were saying Thursday, it's that's not a gigantic home field advantage because it's an hour away from Lexington. And um, and you probably got as many Kentucky fans in Louisville as you do Louisville fans. So I'm not giving Kentucky up on up on that. I think they still got a shot. It's unlikely, but I thought it was likely we only got three three SEC teams in anyway. Um, it's a, it's a shame that Mississippi State and LSU have to play each other. But you know when you get eight teams in uh, in the uh, in the field, and and you got six of them in super regionals, and two of them you almost had half the super regionals came very close. So half the super regionals being SEC teams. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I think uh, Mississippi State's probably got the uh, the two toughest back-to-back batters at their number three and four positions of any of any uh, team in the country, and um, and that's strong. And if if uh, if those guys, particularly Rooker, are having a good ball game, you know, there you gotta you gotta get way ahead of those guys to to feel like you're gonna you know you gotta you gotta sure win. And that's absolutely is the case. Talk to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. And, and Lynn, like you, I don't think it's going to be – I think that Kentucky can win today, and then they're all knotted up, and then it's anybody's game. I agree with you. I like Kentucky because when their back's against the wall, they seem to play a little bit better. So we'll see in that one. But I do want to go to that Vanderbilt-Oregon uh, State series. We started the show off today talking about the off-the-field issues and – the consensus in the studio is that your head coach and athletic director had to know about Luke Heimlich's uh, being registered as a sex offender. I know, although a juvenile, maybe that prevented them from going public. They just had to know when they recruited him. Well, I'm well, I'm sure they probably did. And, and here's the thing: you got, you know, I can see both sides of the of the thing. Um, you don't, you know, there is not an NCAA rule that stops a convicted felon. Uh, from from uh, being involved in an active sport, um, so a uh, a juvenile uh, who had an offense when they were a teenager, uh, and that's and it's it's not a public record thing. Uh, there's certainly not a rule against that, uh, since there's not a, a rule against a convicted felon from uh, from participating. Uh, 
so technically, I'm not sure that any rule was broken or, or you know, or, or that they shouldn't have let him uh, let him play. Now, uh, common sense tells you, and and, and uh, just your normal human tendency of, of normal people are going to be that you don't want to go out and start uh, uh, recruiting and playing people that have violated the law and committed heinous crimes, particularly against children. And um, and I think at least there was an obligation to, to let people know of, uh, about this. Um, on the flip side of it, uh, you want to give, you know, I mean, it's the Christian thing to do. You want to, you know, if somebody's admitted a wrong, and, and you know, you want to give somebody a second chance. Um and uh, I'm I'm glad. Now I, I I'm talking a different nature, and I, you know y'all probably feel the same way. I'm glad that everything I did as a teenager uh, is not still plaguing me decades later. Now I didn't do anything that would have qualified for that kind of you know legal action. But um, you know I heard I heard that he said he was uh, he was hoping that there would come a point that he would be judged by the kind of person he had become instead of the the uh, action that he did when he was a when he was a teenager. And I understand that, and um, and I think you do need to give people a second chance, and I think you do need to, you know, you're, you're taught that you forgive people. On the other hand, you know, there are some things that while you can overlook them, I mean, you can, you can, uh, you can forgive for them and, and give people a second chance. You can't just totally overlook what they're doing because of the nature of it. And, and um, uh, if, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to absolutely totally form an opinion and, and come down strongly on one side if you don't know all the facts. And this is a legal case that happened you know, in a in a state out on the west coast that we don't that we don't know about, but in general, um, you know, I, as you know, uh, my friend Dennis Dodd that we talked about earlier on the on the column that, that he had written this week about Ole Miss. You may have saw the one that he wrote yesterday. You may have seen the one uh, that that he uh, wrote yesterday about this this uh, is it Heimlich? Is that the way you pronounce it? Yeah, Luke Heimlich. Yeah, you may have seen the column he wrote yesterday about Luke Heimlich. Uh, Dennis is there. Uh, he digs into this and has a lot more time to research it than, than you and I do. And Dennis came down pretty strong against Oregon State uh, for letting him play, uh, for uh, putting him on the field in the first place, and uh, against the NCAA for not having a rule that says that if you're a convicted felon that, um, that you can, can play college sports. So I, I know the side Dennis comes down on, and when I don't, when I don't know all the, all the facts, I generally tend to... Uh, Put a lot of credibility in what Dennis says, and I know that's the that's the position that he's taking on it. Yeah, and it, a really good article, and we'll link that to our Facebook page from Dennis Dodd, who does or write for Lindy's Magazine as well, and, and written in the uh, Southeastern edition that I have in front of me with Cam Petway, Auburn running back, on the cover. But he says that Oregon State baseball and the NCAA failed a forever scarred 11-year-old girl. Yeah, that's what I say. He takes a strong opinion, and and Dennis. Um, Dennis is not the kind, as we said, I'm talking about the Ole Miss thing and, and the uh, jeopardy that I feel like Ole Miss is probably in. Uh, some of my opinion on that is based on what Dennis said, because I, I know him well. Uh, he is not prone to uh, to saying rash things. Uh, he puts a lot of uh, thought in, in, into into what he says and, he, and the credibility that he has, and uh, and he's not going to flippantly do something. For, for him to take that stronger position, I think, is uh, you know was telling to me. On uh, on maybe what the you know what what went on behind the scenes, but again I, I see both sides of it. If if the young man has changed his life, uh, if he has turned it around, uh, I hope that's the case. Uh, if so, I hope he can move forward and and uh, you know and make something out of his life beyond this. Um, but but you know I, I I do see what what Dennis is saying. The, the you know 
we we've got enough problems with with college athletics where we got people that are breaking the rules and and doing drugs and breaking laws and and not being good citizens. And if there's a track record that shows that that's what's happened, uh, you know, you got to you got to do due diligence and use good sense. Let's talk about another SEC team, and that is the uh, Florida Gators playing host to the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Yeah, Florida, Florida's going to win that. The uh, I'm, you know, I feel very confident about it. But but uh, that's about all I need to say about that. It's just Florida playing at home, one of the best teams in the country, with all due respect to Wake Forest. But um, I was surprised by uh, Texas that, that what happened at, at College Station. Um, Davidson has proven itself to be a. Uh, you know, they may have never been invited before, but uh, I bet this isn't the last time they're invited. They go up and knock off North Carolina, and, and I said on, on, a, on a radio show on Texags in, in College Station, they, I told those guys, I said, your guys have got the, the easiest route to it. You're the, the, the only slam dunk in the whole deal. Uh, here's, here's little Davidson that's never been there before, the giant killer of North Carolina, and now they got to travel uh, to play again on an away field for a Super Regional. Um, Texas a and going to have the easiest deal on this, and uh, going into the bottom of the 15th, it was still tied, and uh, and came within one again. They were, uh, they had the bases loaded and, and no outs, and uh, Davidson got the first two guys to the pitcher, uh, got the first two guys to pop out, and um, and just came within a strike or two of, of going into the sixteenth inning. So um, good for Davidson, but uh, but good for good for Texas A and M. They um, they're the SEC team that won yesterday. Um, Mississippi State or LSU one's going to win two ball games there. And I think Florida's only one in doubt. And um, so I've, nothing's changed from my opinion on Thursday. I still think three SEC teams make it and uh, with, with Kentucky well, having an outside shot. Well, I tell you what, though, I'm going to uh, switch gears just for a minute and turn to the Tallahassee Regional. I know they're not in the Southeastern Conference, but I like the uh, Bearcats with a K out of Sam Houston State versus uh, FSU. Well, I don't. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, if I had to have a second team after Texas A&M that was the biggest slam dunk, it would have been Florida State. The uh, Sam Houston State, you know, if they they're, they're not going to beat Florida State. And, and if Auburn had gotten one more out on Florida State, they'd have hosted the Super Regional. They wouldn't, and, and Sam Houston State wouldn't have beaten Auburn either. Um, there, it's just I just I just don't. Uh, you, think just, I, I don't Lynn, think Lynn, you, you have turned into an elitist. You don't think anyone's going to beat the SEC? Well, no. I mean, that's no. I, no, I definitely do. I think Louisville's going to beat Kentucky, and I think Oregon State's going to beat uh, <laughs> going to beat Vanderbilt. But but I I don't think Sam Houston State and Davidson are going to go on the road to Southeastern Conference teams when this much is on the line uh, and win the ball games. Now, with that being said, uh, Sam Houston State will. Sweep a doubleheader in Florida State. Well, I tell you what, Lynn, if, if that is the case, uh, the Full Moon Barbecue uh, purchase will now be on the Scarborough household. Well, that's not a, that's not a problem, but I'm telling you, you're not sharing any of my fried green tomatoes. So just, <laughs> just, just making that clear. If I'm if I'm buying it, the fried green tomatoes you're, is every man for himself. You know, here's what's funny: our listeners are listening to that, and they think, "Boy, that Lynn, he's a jolly old fellow, and he's he's just joking around." He's not. I did ask no, him. <laughs> I asked him. I asked him for a bite of his fried green tomato, and he said, "No, if you want one, go get one." Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. Joking. I'm not joking. You know, they say, "Hey, look, man, there's serious things in life, and then there's fried okra and fried green tomatoes, and you got, you know, you got to put put your priorities where they are." And uh, you know, you come to my tailgate, I'll share some food with you, but. Uh, uh, I'm probably not going to give you my fried green tomatoes. All right, let's talk about the Ole Miss Rebels, Lynn, because it's, I mean, it, it, 
how can they possibly survive this? I mean, you know that the NCAA is not going to do uh, have another death penalty. They certainly, uh, Tammy Wynette, stand by your man, maybe what uh, John Tabor needs to play. But Ole Miss certainly standing behind their head coach, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say it's absolutely for sure they won't do a death penalty. I, I think it's very likely if they didn't give it to Alabama. It's the same example we used on, on Thursday. Uh, Alabama was going up for its third probation in about a decade, and, um, and they were, quote, according to NCAA, looking down the barrel of the gun in the, the, the magnitude of their guilt so that they could have been given the death penalty. And, uh, and I, I, I do understand a lot of people think that there are sacred cow programs in the country, but that being said, uh, they didn't give it to Alabama when they're looking down the barrel of a gun. So uh, I don't think that's Southern Cal. Look at the Southern Cal situation, how egregious that was, and they didn't, you know, they didn't give them the death penalty. Uh, I understand that, that Southern Cal and Alabama may be two of those that, that people think are kind of sacred cow programs, but uh, Ole Miss is not somebody you never heard of. I mean, uh, this is, you know, it's a, a SEC team uh, that's got a rich tradition. And, um, and I, I, I agree, I don't think they'll give them the death penalty, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't automatically assume uh, that they wouldn't. This is uh, the magnitude of the... Uh, of the charges against them are are overwhelming uh in in the number of charges and the variety of the nature of charges tampering with grades and other people taking tests and and uh boosters giving money and uh you know uh, incentives extra incentives given to players and and enticement of recruits and i mean it's across the board and and um you know i don't know the details on it all i know is what i read and and see what uh what they have uh you know, what Ole Miss has defended themselves on and where, where, where they have thrown themselves under the bus. Like we were saying on, on Thursday, though, Nick, on this, on this thing with Coach Freeze, um, I, you know, everybody's saying, oh, well, he, you know, don't, don't uh, you know, get yourself in trouble because you're defending one guy. That, you know, don't let him be the sacred cow or whatever. Well, here's the thing. I think you go by the truth. And no, if they know that Coach Freeze was directly involved in, in these things and that he knew about them and helped cover them up, then sure, uh, they need to let the chips fall where they may. However, while he, while he doesn't need to be given preferential treatment, I don't know that he needs to be the uh, sacrificial lamb uh, if, he, if, if that's not really deserved. I mean, if, if they know, I don't know the facts. If, if they know that Coach Freeze had little or nothing, to do with the actual events or covering it up, then yeah, I hope they do defend him uh, because I'm 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 an old Archie Bunker guy, you know, but I'm tired of of the people um, going after going after folks and trying to crucify them uh, for things they hadn't done, and 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 whether it's po- politics or uh, or sports. Or just life in general, you know. I mean, what what happened to the day when people take actual responsibility, and that we gauge by the truth instead of what's politically correct or what's expedient? And um, I don't know the facts here. I, I would I would say that if Coach Freeze was actively involved in what was going on, they're foolish if they uh, if they uh, take more serious penalties on their program, uh, trying to trying to protect him. On the other hand, if he actually had had very little to do with this, I admire him if they've got the character. To, uh, to defend the guy instead of throwing him under the bus to save their skin. You know, interesting, and I'm reading from uh, my copy, the Southeastern Edition from Lindy Sports. It's just waiting to hit the beaches of Santa Rosa Island. And, and I'm talking about recruiting, but Lindy's ranks Ole Miss recruiting 12th out of 14 with only Missouri and Vanderbilt being worse in the SEC. 
but still good enough to be 30th overall in the nation. Just wonder if you're Hugh Freeze and the Ole Miss Rebels, do you redshirt everyone? I mean, you know it's the year. I mean, it's a – I don't want to say it, but it's a lost year anyway. Not just redshirt. I mean, you've got the 12th best recruiting class in the SEC, 12th out of 14. Still good enough for 30th in the nation. Do you redshirt all those guys? According, according to what happens beyond this, um, you know, if this is the last year that they're not eligible for the championship, they're not eligible to go to a postseason bowl and that type thing, then yeah, probably probably so. So that you're so that you don't have a long deficit there. If they end up having more sanctions put on them, uh, so that you're going to have several years when when this is involved, like it would have been with Penn State, like it was with Southern Cal, then um, I don't know. But that's certainly certainly something I would consider. I would consider doing. Uh, hey Nick, I won't allow enough time. I've got another subject I want to bring up that we, and I'm not sure how close we are at the top of the hour, but allow three or four minutes to to go to another subject. All right, I will do that. I'll tell you what, I'll have my last question from the magazine. I find this very interesting. I want to know how you came up with this. It's scoping the nation. It's coaching changes. And you've got every coaching change in college football, but some were rated uh, Lindy's top five higher. I want to know if Lynn Scarborough had a vote in the top five hires, and that would be P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. And, of course, you got Jeff Brom. I know you had a vote on this one. Jeff Brom at Purdue, how much you always talk about him. Uh, then uh, Tom Herman at Texas, and I believe you had, uh, it was surprising, Mike Sanford Jr. at Western Kentucky in on your top five hires. Well, uh, you know, the way this is, the way that we do our thing, the, the way we do our ratings, our player picks, our top 25, our, the things like this, is we, we have our staff. The scoping stuff is pulled together by Anthony Gimino, and Gimino gets some other people to be involved in helping him pull that together. Um, and then they submit those those things to us, and we read them and edit them. And and um, and and there there are things every year that we change a little bit. I can tell you that in our and we we'll, we rate every team from number one through number one hundred and thirty um, in our in our magazine. They're the one that you're holding, and we did tweak it a little bit. Uh, our the, the Matt Lowe and and Lindy Davis and I uh, are the ones that that read everything at the at the office, and and we sort of have the final say so. And we do tweak things a little, but very, very little. Uh, you know, we've got the best staff in the country. Uh, we got the smallest full-time staff of anybody that, that, that does our, our, our industry. But we've got one of the largest and certainly the best overall staff of people around the country, writers, photographers, editors uh, that work for us that either represent individual teams or conferences or regions. And, um, you know, we got to trust them. Uh, I, I can't tell you whether the left tackle for Michigan State is better than the left tackle for Minnesota. I can't tell you that. I don't know. But we got people up in that region that know. And if they send us a Big Ten team and this left tackle for Minnesota is on it, something mighty strong has got to come up for me to put the left tackle for Michigan State on it. And same kind of deal here. We, we have the national staff, and they send us in recommendations, and we know they're good. Uh, that's the reason our, that I, we have the top uh, uh, prediction accuracy over over the last period of years for what that we what we forecast so uh so to answer your question yeah i read that uh i i could make a case every one of those you named are significant higher but there were a lot of others that were significant too uh the reason you do list and stuff like that really uh is to get discussion going and get people to say oh man that's new or was this other guy better so the exact reason that we're talking right here is the reason that we include that and we include more of those kind of things in our publications than anybody else that uh, that does this yeah and our listener pointed out that i only named four they're exactly correct and uh, the other one the fifth would have been 
Willie Taggart out at South Florida and Charlie Strong in. So there is your fifth one, a top five, Lindy's, Lindy's top five hire. And now I want to hand the floor over to you and discuss what you want to discuss. The NCAA Track Championship. Now, has that been brought up on your show today? It is not, Lynn. This is the okay, you know, this first. One, this one probably is going to take the cake over all the others. The NCAA Track Championship, the Men's Outdoor Track Championship, the top track championship in the country, uh, concluded yesterday out in Oregon. And number one, Florida repeats back-to-back national championships, edging Texas A&M by two points. 61 and a half to 59 and a half. Florida number one, Texas A&M number two, by just two points. Second straight championship from Florida. Number four, Arkansas. Number five, Auburn. Number six, Georgia. Number seven, a tie, LSU and Tennessee. Number 10, Alabama. Eight of the top 10 teams in the national track championship this year are SEC teams. Virginia came in at number three, and Oregon, on its home track, came in number nine. Uh, when's the last time, that, I mean, as good as the SEC is, eight out of the top ten in, in men's track, and that's just gone by. I hadn't seen it anywhere. Uh, that happened yesterday. My word. I mean, I'm sure the SEC website's probably blowing it out, but we talk about how good SEC is in baseball and softball and football and how they dominate these things. I don't remember the last time, uh, when's the last time the SEC had eight of the top ten in the national championships in any sport? This, this may be the most they've ever had. This might be the top the SEC's ever done in, uh, in getting in, in the final top ten of any sport. And so uh, SEC, you, know, you want to know why people don't like us? Uh, there, there you go, right there. Well, no, uh, no the to... reason they don't like you, number one, you failed to mention equestrian, and number two, you don't share your fried green tomatoes. That's the reason they don't like you. Well, most, most people around the country probably don't even know about fried green tomatoes, so they, they won't be concerned about that. And, hey, if I started mentioning every sport where the, where the SEC was, uh, you know, was somewhat dominant uh, and had a lot, of, I, I certainly can name equestrian. That's a, you know, that, that is a monopolized uh between uh, really between Georgia, Auburn, and uh, Texas A and M, but but uh, you got you know South Carolina's good. The SEC certainly dominates equestrian, well, but but uh, but they dominate other sports too, as as shown right there. Hey, and in in women's the the women's is concluded today. Number one right now going into the final day is Georgia. Number two is Kentucky. Number five is is Arkansas, and Arkansas is a perennial champion. Uh, Florida number seven. Uh, so. Uh, the the women's I didn't mention them because they're not concluded yet and they're not quite as strong as the men's but you got four out of the top ten and number one and number two going into the final days SEC teams there. Well, I guess the only question is is when is the SEC going to get serious about rowing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first place you you got to get some of them have water. Uh, yeah, I, uh, hey, the, now the hockey uh, I, I heard heard uh, uh, don't answer that. You know they actually have got hockey teams. And now none of them are national powers or anything. And I, I suspect strongly if you had to pick a prominent sport that the SEC may never become dominant in, 
you know, ice hockey is going to be right up there toward the list. I had, um, I had no idea we even had ice hockey in college. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Alabama and Auburn, I, I don't know all the teams, but uh, Alabama and Auburn have, have teams that play every year. They're not real good. Hey, <laughs> UAH, now in, in Huntsville, University of Alabama Huntsville, um, they've, they've had a top ten team in the past. And they, there's nobody in the South as good as them. They're the best team in the South, and they play your they play your your national powers, your Dakotas and your and your Big Ten teams, and and uh, and the teams up east. So yeah, we got it down here. It's just not very, you know, it's not very prominent. Doesn't get a doesn't get, get a lot of any. I, I I'm going to doubt there's a skating rink in Starkville. I don't know. There might be. <laughs> The, the, they, I, they haven't I, figured out that the guy with ice, uh, the, the ice recipe left. I was going to ask if Mississippi State had one. I have a kid who's not as good in baseball or football. I'm fixing to get him some ice hockey blades. There you go. Well, I, hey, that might be a good uh, business go Go over there and open you an ice rink. Yeah, that ranks right up there. Yeah. Now, one thing about it, Lynn, I know the rest of your weekend is going to be taking, taking up riding the uh, Lindy's first ever uh, track edition, celebrating eight <laughs> yeah. of the top ten. You can sell it to eight universities. I just want to know: Is your bag? Are your bags packed for the Ukraine? Uh, no, no, they're not. I've got, in fact, I've got a, a five-day, uh, five-day swing down into Florida. Before that, uh, three weeks from today, uh, our plane lands in Ukraine. Uh, so three weeks from the day we're there, and uh, uh, four, four weeks from the day I'm heading back to Kiev to to come back to the United States to be for here for the uh, for SEC Media Days. I appreciate you asking about the uh, about the Ukraine team. Uh, we uh, we got a 22 22 member uh, team going this year, and um, and we'll be uh, got three different venues going to be working uh, helping expand the expand the church over there. One that's, that's being used to to service the uh, uh, people that are displaced because of the uh, Russian invasion over in far eastern uh, Ukraine, and then we've got a, a group that's going to be doing a youth 